0: This is Radar's Monday Morning Quarterback, episode 12, week 12 of the 2023 season. For those who are unfamiliar, Monday Morning Quarterback is a term that was invented years ago when all the people on talk show radio and television and even in the newspapers would go, man, the team should have done this, this, and this, and they actually literally had all week to talk about it, but they call it Monday Morning because it was the next day because this was before we had Monday football and before we had Thursday night. So with Thursday night football... It kind of stops people from talking about it all week long. (coughs) So, let's get into it. I was wrong about the Lions versus the Packers. But this is the thing. Divisional rival games is going to be a common theme this week, but also in general. Because Cowboys played the Commanders. The Dolphins played the Jets. The Saints played the Falcons. The Steelers played the Bengals. The Jaguars played the Texans. And the Rams played the Cardinals, and the Cheats played the Raiders, and the Vikings played the Bears. That's division rival games right there, a lot of them on the slate. So, in this game, Jordan Love was the good Jordan Love. He put the Packers up 23-6 to at halftime, and they didn't look back. They really did not. Christian Watson had a huge game. He caught one of those touchdown passes for 94 yards. But again, what's up with the Carlson brothers? Both the Raiders won and this Packers won. They're missing field goals. Now, in this game, the Lions just didn't have it. They came back in the second half and almost had a chance to tie the game because it was 29-22. They had a really good chance. They got the touchdown and the two-point conversion, and they they kicked an onside kick. They had a real chance. Not a huge chance, but a chance. But Jared Goff had two touchdown passes. Dave Montgomery had a touchdown pass. And the reason I think one of the reason why the Lions lost was because Riley Patterson, the kicker, did not have any field goals in this game. He had no extra points because he missed the extra point. That's the problem. I think that if the Lions kicker was a little bit better in the game there might have been a chance but again division rival games that's just how it goes then the next game was commanders cowboys and i was like yep the cowboys are gonna win because if washington commanders can lose to a bears team this year who hadn't won forever and the giants who were terrible this year they're gonna definitely lose to the better team so dak prescott came up came in and he was like you know what let me throw four touchdown passes. Tony Pollard ran in for a touchdown. Brandon Cooks and CeeDee Lamb all caught caught two of those touchdown passes, and I could have started Brandon Cooks. Again, no one cares about my fantasy team. And the other thing is, Sam Howell has been inconsistent. That's the problem. He did have a rushing touchdown, but he threw an interception. So that's the problem when you got yourself an inferior team. And then of course, I told you he threw an interception, Sam Howell. Well that interception was returned for a touchdown pass. It's literally what it was, is when you're so bad on offense and you also give the ball away and it's returned for a touchdown, it's just a recipe for disaster for you to lose this game like really easily. Then, of course, I knew the 49ers would win. I just didn't think it would be a game where George Kittle would be a non-factor in this game with only 19 yards. But he, but that's more because if Debo Samuel's out there getting seven receptions, four rushing attempts, and even a passing attempt, he's back and fully healthy. Brandon Ayuk is out there getting a touchdown pass. But in this game, in spite of Brock Purdy throwing interception, Chris McCaffrey had two rushing touchdowns. Adebo Samuel had a rushing touchdown. And Ayuk caught that one touchdown off Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy didn't have to do that much in this game. He had interception, but again, he didn't have to do that much in this game to win this game. And then the Seahawks, <coughs> so much for the story they had last year where Geno Smith had a comeback player of the year. They gave him this huge contract extension. They didn't draft the quarterback. Well, they were without their running back, Kenneth Walker. So, that's not good. And if the leading receiver is Jackson Smith and Jigba, who had 41 yards, then you know that studs like DK Metcalf and solid players like Ty Lockett and Noah Fant, they're just not going to be getting the ball if it's only 13 points from this team. Especially when Jason Meyer accounts for seven of those 13 points. Any misses a field goal, you're never going to come back against the against the 49ers when they're that much better at everything else. That even when their quarterback has a bad day, then yeah, your quarterback cannot throw an interception. You cannot have a, you could have a fumble, an interception, and a missed field goal, and think you're going to win against the 49ers, who are like the Eagles are the best two teams in that division, I mean, that conference. Then, for the first time ever, because that was Thanksgiving football, where every year the Cowboys and Lions play, but then they added a third game. They decided they should to have a game on Black Friday that was on Amazon. And it was on Amazon, and they had all these QR codes, apparently, and all the other stuff. So they picked Jets versus Dolphins. Well, when the season started, they thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers versus miami tie powered offense. Well, it was not. And it was not Zach Wilson. It was Tim Boyle who... Quite frankly, was disastrous. He threw two interceptions. He did throw a touchdown pass in the last quarter late to Garrett Wilson, but again, it's just garbage time touchdown. That's really what it is. And Tua wasn't that much better. He only had one touchdown and two interceptions, but Raheem Mostert, had two rushing touchdowns, <coughs> and the Jets only got a touchdown also because of two is mis- one of two was mistakes was returned for a touchdown. And then guess what happened on the next one? Both quarterbacks who threw two interceptions this game, both their both their interceptions were returned for touchdowns. So that's an interesting stat to be like, you know what? Both teams' quarterback had two interceptions. And both of them had it return for touchdown. But again, that's an interdivision rival game. But because the Jets' offense was so anemic, it didn't matter that they missed an extra point or that they got an, a pick six. They just Their offense just looked disastrous. And that should fall on Robert Sowell, the head coach. But again, what is he known for? Defense. What did they bring in? Nathaniel Hackett, who was so horrible last year with the Broncos. That's where you're just like, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. You just need to solve this issue. And obviously... I got that game right. I thought the Buccaneers would beat the Colts because Gardner Minshew's story is nice. Like, good backup quarterbacks, they'll have a two, maybe three-game period where they play really, really well, but then they'll come back down to earth. And he won't be getting these these passing touchdowns and these rushing touchdowns. Because in this game, he had zero passing touchdowns and an interception, but he did get a rushing touchdown late. But the real story was... Oh, I'm sorry. I I said the Buccaneers would win. I was wrong. The reason why the Colts won was because Jonathan Taylor had 91 rushing yards and 2 rushing touchdowns. And in this game, the Colts outran them and outpassed them in this game, so they definitely outyarded them. And also, the time possession, the Colts also had more of that, and that's really what happened. So the Colts... When they have the ball longer, they throw the ball more and they rush the ball more and Jonathan Taylor looks like the guy he's supposed to be, that's a recipe for success. But Baker Mayfield, he didn't have a bad game. He threw two touchdown passes but had an interception. Even Rashad White, who they said was questionable to play, he had 100 yards rushing. And then Mike Evans, for fantasy owners to have him, they get themselves two touchdowns and then Chris Godwin looks like junk. So obviously, I was under the impression that the Colts would lose. But I obviously, I was wrong. They won this game. It's, the game. it's any given Sunday, but the Colts on paper are supposed to be a better team than the Buccaneers. But you never know. And then, Saints vs. Falcons. I thought the Saints would win. Because I thought, you know, Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than whatever Atlanta is throwing up between Desmond Ritter and Tyler Heineke. But if Arthur Smith remembers that they've been a first-round pick on Bajai Robinson, who had 16 carries for 91 yards rushing with a touchdown, then they're going to win. They're also going to target Bijan Robinson multiple times. He's going to get three catches for one touchdown. So, like, it was all him. And Desmond Ritter had two interceptions, so that's what I'm going to tell you. Even if he threw a touchdown pass and went to Bajai Robinson, and that's, like, the story there. (coughs) Derek Carr, though, threw an interception. Yeah, not a good game. Alvin Kamara, he did his best with 69 yards, and Chris Olave 114 yards, but the Saints' offense just looks really, really bad. And also doesn't help is Blake Groupie. Accounted for all 15 of the Saints' points because their offense was so bad, and that at the same time, he missed an extra—he missed the field goal, so it could have been they could have had 18 points, but that shouldn't be the reason why the Saints lo- lose. The reason why the Saints should lose is that Derek Carr throws an interception that gets returned 92 yards for an interception touchdown, and they just—the offense just looks bad. Yes, they had almost 300 passing yards and 148 rushing yards, but again, they just look bad. And the Falcons are not a good team, so you should be able to beat your division rival team who just is not as good as you. Now, the Steelers over the Bengals, I predicted that because I was like, without Joe Burrow and without T. Higgins, it's going to be about the Steelers. And the Steelers were the one because they outrushed them 268 yards to 197 excuse me, passing yards there. But the real difference is they had 153 yards, to the Bengals 25. And it wasn't like the Steelers were up by so much that you abandoned the run game and you should pass. (coughs) It was 16-10. to Like, come on. This game had... Oh, so much, man. It had 10 punts, okay? It had 10 penalties. The Steelers even had a fumble. And, of course, the Bengals quarterback threw an interception. But also, Steelers had the ball for almost 15 more minutes. That's not a recipe for his success. But also, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren ran all over them. Najee Harris had a touchdown. Chris Boswell counted for 10 of the, the points for the Steelers. Now, Jake Browning, he threw a touchdown pass to Drew Sample. And Jamar Chase had at least 81 yards, which is respectable. But again, there, it's going to be a very long season for the Bengals. when. You don't have Joe Burrow and T. Higgins keep missing games. That's really what's going to cut them down to. They're just done. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. The Jaguars versus the Colts. I mean, excuse me, the Texans. It seemed like the Jaguars keep losing to the division rival of Texans, even though they're better. But the way that C.J. Stroud is playing, you're like, this is going to be a battle of the quarterbacks. And yeah, C.J. Stroud had two touchdown passes. And and it had a rushing touchdown, but... Uh, But this game is, again, comes down to... It comes down to, again, division rival games, you never know what's going to happen. That's number one. And number two is... The Texans missed a game-tying field goal. If they had to get the game-tying field goal, the game would have gone to overtime. That's the problem, is that when the game went to the game, the the Matt Amendola is the kicker they picked up, who also I think this year had a game-winning field goal or game-tying field goal to replace Kameh Fairburn, however you pronounce his real name because he's got a long, long name. Is the reason why they lost because if you that it was that close, CJ Stroud did his best. I said with two passing and a rushing, and Trevor Lawrence had one touchdown pass and one rushing touchdown, but again, he also threw an interception. That these are divisional rival games, they're going to go very close down to the wire, and that's that's what's going to happen there, and then. Uh What happens is and then it's back-to-back weeks in back-to-back weeks my New York Giants So yeah, my New York Giants I thought they're going to lose to Washington in the previous time because Washington's defense is supposedly good Sam Howell had a little bit of a streak. You know, they looked competent enough, right? So, I'm like, cool, the Giants are going to lose to Washington. Nope, they just outlasted them. Tommy DeVito had a very good game for the Giants' third-string quarterback. And, and this game, against the Patriots, I'm like, yeah, the Patriots, a lot of times this year I predicted the Patriots to win just based on have Bill Belichick. He's supposed to have a good, wanted defense, a good offensive line. Ramada Stevenson is a good running back. But, yeah, this game was just another horrible game. It really was. Like, Tommy DeVito threw a touchdown pass in the second quarter. But then, you know, Ramada Stevenson got a touchdown in the third quarter. They're like, cool, they're battling back and forth. Very low-scoring. It's a very low-scoring game where each team puts up only one touchdown. But, the Giants kicked a field goal late in late in the fourth quarter. And and the New England, a theme in some of these games, they missed the game-time field goal as time expired. And on offense, when only Roman Stevenson gets a touchdown, but you have three fumbles total and three interceptions, like, how is that even possible for you to get? That many, man. That's just a lot. Cause look at Mac Jones threw two interceptions. Bailey Zappi came in and he threw an interception. Like it's just I feel bad for Mac Jones because his rookie season, he looked really good. Because he had a real offensive coordinator. And then that guy left. And then they're like, well, Bill Belichick is famous for not wanting to keep hiring former NFL head coaches or former college coaches and then rehabilitating them for, you know, when someone gets fired, a lot of times they take on a a lesser role or a consultant role. They even go into broadcasting and then they come back. And that was good for, and then, but he was like, nah, I don't want to keep doing that. So I'll take my guy, Joe Judge, who coached the Giants, but was a special teams guy, and Matt who coached the Lions, who was my defensive coordinator, and make them the, Offensive, co- offensive coordinators, and Mac Jones looked horrible last year. So they get Bill O'Brien back, but guess what? It just may be that Mac Jones needs a change of scenery and can be traded elsewhere for it to actually go and help him because I don't know what's going on here. And so I'm happy that the New York Giants have won back-to-back game this season, but, you know, they have four wins. They don't need to win any more games for them to prove anything because they're already on their third string quarterback. Now, another game that I got right was because the Panthers have been so horrible this year. Really, really bad. And again, 10-17. Like, come on. Like, that's just a really bad game. And in this game, Derrick Henry had two rushing touchdowns for the Titans. That's really what you need to know. And then what you all need to know is that Chuba Hubbard got a rushing touchdown, but that was like... At the end. It was really at the end of the game. It didn't mean anything. When rookie Bryce Young had no, tussing, no passing touchdowns, that's embarrassing. He had a fumble. And then Will Levis also had no touching tuss, passing touchdowns. Like, both these rookie quarterbacks did not look great, but Will Levis wasn't the starter to start the season. It was it was Tannehill, who then got hurt, and Malik Willis played a little bit. And then, you know, they decided that Will Levis had one good game. It was the first game that no one had any tape on him. And again... When even if both teams had rushing touchdowns, they each had under 100 yards rushing. They each had under 190 yards passing. It's just, look at this. <sighs> the Panthers offensive line let him get sacked four times. There were 13 punts in this game. There was 12 penalties. Like, And then the Panthers, despite having the ball more often, they lost. That's just how bad they've been. And if you've been paying attention to the news, do you know who got fired yesterday? Frank Reich. And guess what the interesting report was that the owner, I think his name is Dave Tepper, right? Unless that's the guy that used to own the team or is that Richardson or whatever. The report claims that he wanted to draft Bryce Young. That's what he wanted to do. Even though they hired Frank Reich, who was successful everywhere he's been as a head coach or an offensive coordinator up to this point yeah the Colson work out but he had a quarterback carousel he knows offense that's the point the guy is Frank Reich knows offense but when he to the owner we should take this quarterback because you just signed me to a multi-year contract to be the head coach you traded all the way my number one receiver and number one draft and a number one draft pick the following year to pick a quarterback I should be able to pick the quarterback and of course that did not go well, because you can see how C.J. Stroud has played this year, and he's looked great. Anthony Richardson looked great when he played before he got hurt. You know, Will Levis, we don't know yet. Like, he just started playing. But that was the report, is that the owner picked who he want to draft with the first overall pick, and not what the head coach wanted, and Frank Reich gets shown the door, and the only good thing for him personally is he'll get paid. But that's just a disaster, because then... They don't even get their first-round pick next year. That's a huge problem, okay? It really, really, really is. And then we get the Rams over the Cardinals. I knew they were going to win because as much as it's cool that Kyler Murray's back and everything, if Matthew Stafford's fully healthy and he's got time to throw, look what happens. He throws four touchdown passes. Yeah, he threw an interception. And for fantasy owners who have been struggling with a tight end who had Tyler Higbee, you got yourself two touchdowns. For someone like myself who's been struggling at running back with Taylor missing the start of the year, I had Kyron Williams, he missed a huge chunk of time, and Javante Williams and James Conner haven't been great. Well, Kyron Williams looked like he's back. He had 143 yards rushing, but guess what? He was involved in the passing game, he had six catches for 6-1 and one yards, and he got two passing touchdowns from Matthew Stafford. Like The Rams' offense just completely showed up. That's really... What happened in this game is that they just completely showed up in this game. Kyler Murray, again, they got 14 points. It's all because of Kyler Murray. He ran for a touchdown because the run game they probably abandoned it; It wasn't effective, and he threw one touchdown pass. So it was all about, well, Matthew Stafford had time to throw. He's healthy, and this is what the results are. And again, a division rival game, you never know, but... I had very good confidence in the Rams winning this game. And then the Broncos versus the, Rams, the Browns. I was like, well, Deshaun Watson's out for the year, and this defense is playing really well, and Nick Chubb was out for the year, but they're not going to win. And I was right. Uh, P.J. Walker was in this game. Dorian Thompson-Robinson started this game. And Dorian Robinson, Thompson-Robinson had one of the six fumbles. Backup QB Peter Walker was even sacked in the end zone toward the end of the game for a safety, so it was just incompetence on offense for this team, and that means Russell Wilson doesn't have to do that much. He threw one touchdown pass and had a rushing touchdown. Backup running back, Shumaij P. Ryan, also had himself one and at one rushing touchdown in this game. And the reason why the Browns were in this game was because obviously Dustin Hopkins kept them in the game. So I got that game right. The next game was Eagles versus Bills. And as good as the Bills have been, I'm like, the Eagles, man, they beat the Chiefs. So I think they can definitely beat the Bills. This was probably the best game because it went to overtime and it was a high-scoring affair because literally the story you need to know is that obviously the Eagles won in overtime after the Bills kicked the field goal to start the game because a new rule a few years back, you can't just kick a field goal. You need to both team and get the ball, but a touchdown would still win because a lot of teams are just winning on field goals. Well, Josh Allen, again, can't be your leading rusher with 81 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Throw two passing touchdowns. Because then he tries to play hero ball, and he throws an interception, okay? That's number one. Number two is, your offensives can't be sustained if your quarterbacks are a leading rusher and you're rushing touchdown leader. And in this game, Jalen Hurts had three passing touchdowns. Yeah, he and Josh Allen both threw interceptions, but who cares? And he had two rushing touchdowns, but guess what? He wasn't a leading rusher. DeAndre Swift... Had 80 yards. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown found the end zone in this game. And and in this game, the usual suspects of Fon Diggs and Gabe Davis found the end zone. But yeah. This was the game you wish was on Sunday Night Football. The game you wish was on Monday Night Football. Because Jalen Hurts ran it in for a touchdown like no one stopped him and he got that. Then, you had Chiefs versus Raiders. And again, division rival game, you never know how it's going to go. But of course, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He had two passing touchdowns. Their starting running back. Isaiah Pacheco was a leading rusher, and he had two rushing touchdowns. And again, Adrian O'Connell, he's not the answer. Obviously, Brian Hoyer is not the option either. But, again, one of the reasons why the, the, the Raiders are even relevant is some games, Josh Jacobs... Has two rushing touchdowns, or he has one rushing touchdown, or 100 rushing yards, and in this game he had 110 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. Adrian O'Connell did throw a touchdown to Jacoby Meyer, but again, they it's funny, the Raiders were up 7-0 first. They really were. And then they were a 14 nothing actually. so they were a 14 nothing but again, the Raiders have had a bad defense for years. doesn't matter if it was Gruden or Josh McDaniels, it doesn't matter. They've had a bad defense and they haven't figured it out even though they have Max Crosby. And yeah, so this is not a great team defensively and again without like they, they benched Jimmy Garoppolo, which I still think is dumb. Adrian O'Connell has shown nothing this year to be like, yeah, he's going to be the quarterback. That's all you need to know in that game. And then Ravens-Chargers. The Chargers keep charging and losing games to like the Packers and other people. And the way the Ravens have been playing, even without Mark Andrews, of course they're going to win this game. Lamar Jackson had one passing touchdown. And guess who it went? It went to Zay Flowers. And Zay Flowers also had a rushing touchdown. So it really wasn't the quarterback. It was Zay Flowers had a great game. And Justin Herbert had only one passing touchdown to tight end General Everett. But my issue, again, is, yeah, he had 10 carries, Austin Eckler, but it, you got to get him involved in the game. He had five receptions. That's 15, He only touched the ball uh, technically 15 times. Eckler is an all-purpose running back. He can catch and he can run. Like, you need to give him the ball more than 15 times in the game. That's just really bad decision by Brandon Staley and the offensive coordinator of this team because it's like, when are we going to realize you're just wasting away Justin Herbert in this game, man? You really are. And Justin Herbert had one of his team's three fumbles. So that's really what it is. And then the, one of the most surprising things in this game was not that, you know, Herbert had some turnovers and that the Chargers should have won a close game. It was that Justin Tucker missed the field goal. Like that is rare in anything that you need to talk about. That Justin Tucker missed the field goal. He's one of the most accurate kickers ever. Then on Monday Night Football. It was Bears-Vikings. And we all know with Kirk Cousins touring his Achilles and the Vikings losing a few players like Cam Akers and, and other guys to injuries for the rest of the year, they're not at full strength. But the whole Josh Dobbs coming in for the injured rookie and winning the game and then winning the other game before, you know, against, like, the, the, the Saints, you know, like he's had a good streak with the Vikings, had a good streak with the Cardinals. Well, the problem is is that all came crashing down to earth. Josh Dobbs had four, count it, four interceptions, four, yeah, he threw one touchdown pass to a TD at Hawkinson, but that's four interceptions. Justin Fields didn't throw a passing touchdown, but he had over 217 yards passing. He didn't even have a rushing touchdown, but again, leading receiver. But in this game, it's a close two-point game. Both teams are not that great. They're both probably need to go get a new quarterback, or in the Bears case, maybe a new head coach. And you knew in a division rival game, things are close, so you never know what's gonna happen. Okay? D.J. Moore though he gave people 114 yards receiving. So in this game, Kyra Santo is the MVP. He 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 had all 12 points for the Bears and the Bears just held on to the ineptitude of the Vikings. So yeah, I I got the Lions Packers wrong, but again, it's a divisional game on Thanksgiving. I got the Saints over the Falcons wrong because again, divisional game and I'm just I'm just wrong about the Saints this year. And I, you know, thought the Colts, who have been on a losing streak, would lose to the Buccaneers. But again, both teams aren't that good. I'm too high in the Patriots picking them in so many games this year, picking against the Giants. Because if I pick the Giants to win, I'm being a homer. But again, they've surprised me two weeks in a row. And yeah, I got everything else right this week when it came to predictions over everything. But the things you need to know is there are just too many games this week that were just disgustingly horrible. Like, the Packers-Lions game was good because the Lions had a comeback. That's what you need to know. The Cowboys, it was disgusting work because the Cowboys just completely destroyed the Commanders on offense and, and on defense. The 49ers, even though their quarterback didn't look good, they just were so much better than the Seahawks. The Dolphins, even if Tua and Tim Boyle had picked sixes, Miami was just better than the Anemic Jets. And again, when you're watching a game and it's 10 to 7, it doesn't matter who wins, everyone loses. So even though the Giants won, and whoever wins in Titans- Panthers, 17 to 10, even though Derrick Henry had two rushing touchdowns, you're a loser. Everyone's a loser in that game. And the Steelers-Bengals, 16 to 10, they just outlasted the Bengals who don't have Burrow. That's a loser for everyone to watch that game. colton buccaneers was just a boring, was just an average of these games. And the Jaguars, are, you know, only won because of a missed field goal. Same thing with the Giants. And then again, the Falcons, even despite them looking horrible, it was all about Bajau Robinson. And then again, Broncos just had to do enough because the Browns are so anemic on offense and turnovers and all this other stuff that the Broncos don't have to do that much to win a game. And then the Rams, the story is Matthew Stafford is, is when he's healthy, he's just going to be better than most of the quarterbacks in the league, and the Rams are a better team overall than the Cardinals. And the Eagles-Bills probably the best game because they had Josh Allen running in for two touchdowns, throwing two, Jalen Hurts getting himself the uh, two rushing touchdowns, including the one that won the game. And then he had three passing touchdowns. So that was just, again, an overtime game with a lot of scoring. Patrick Mahomes is obviously, and Isaiah Pacheco is just, as a whole, the Chiefs were better than the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes is better than Adrian O'Connell. Josh Dobbs' story fell back down to earth, and the Bears just outlasted them with field goal. And the her- Chargers keep charging by having turnovers, and their offense not looking great. And the Ravens just... Just being slightly better and knowing that they're the better team. So thanks again for listening to week twelve, episode number twelve, of radar's morning morning quarterback for the twenty twenty-three season. You get your podcast anywhere, Apple, Google, or Spotify. Remember to rate subscribe review on the radarmedia.com, on the radar entertainment blog, radar 4428 on pretty much all the social media. On the radar is the YouTube channel for baseball observations, weekly and movie review, and it was a full slate of games. So I hope you guys enjoyed. See you guys next time.